team. Uh, you guys get the youth pastor again. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Well, welcome to College Heights this morning. We're glad you're here. Uh, if you got any kiddos here this morning, we get these fancy new handouts for the summer that uh, for the little kids to pay attention to. There's actually notes on the back. If they fill in the blanks, they can get a, uh, a prize, apparently. It's what Daniel Marr told me, so it must be true, right? Um, <laughs> And so second service, we'll have those out again for, for the kiddos. Um, also, we got baptisms today. There we go. Amen. So after second service, we're going to celebrate what the Lord is doing in baptisms. Um, and so we've got three that are, are going to uh, make that public profession of faith. Um, so either hang around after second service or go home and watch it on YouTube. Uh, but be a part of the body of what God is doing here in our church. Uh, also, this is the last Sunday before sabbatically for Pastor Scott, so um, after this Sunday, if you got any church-related business that you need, contact the office or Pastor Greg or myself, unless you just really want to give Scott a hard time and, and, and ask him what he's doing and where he's at, um, you can uh, direct those things to us. We want a sabbatical to be actually a sabbatical, so um, we want to take on anything that you guys would normally take to him. So... Um, all that being said, this morning, as we are going to celebrate baptisms after second service, uh, what a great time to just kind of talk about being made a brand new person in Christ uh, and what God promises us from his word about he takes us as we, as we are, right? Like it says, but while we were still sinners, God doesn't wait for us to get perfect enough or good enough for him to redeem us. He takes us just as we are. And then he makes us brand new creation. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So <clears throat> our main passage is going to be from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So if you want to turn with me this morning to 2 Corinthians. Like I tell my youth, if you need, to, need help finding it, it's right after 1 Corinthians. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 17 is kind of where we're going to glean from this morning, but I'm going to start in verse 14 and read this morning um, through verse 18. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 14. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So, we'll go back to that verse 17. Again, that's going to be our main verse. So, therefore, if anyone, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So, there's a lot going on just in that one little scripture to celebrate. The Apostle Paul says that, first of all, this gift of becoming brand new is available to anyone, right? To anyone. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I love it how the King James says, when you remember scripture, sometimes you go back to older translations. I love the King James says, you are a new creature. And that just, I don't know why that appeals to me. Maybe because I'm a fan of 
Sasquatch and these things that my kids like to make fun of me for being big-footed. Um, but I like the fact that it says a new creature, a new creation. You get to become brand new in Christ Jesus. So here's the first point in your bulletin notes this morning, and that it needs to be said. I think we all know it. We all understand it. Those of us who are in Christ Jesus, there are some this morning. I don't know if it's this service or next service, but there's going to be people that want to hear and need to hear this, that you are in anyone, right? The world might tell us otherwise. The enemy will try to tell us otherwise. Uh, people that broken relationships will try to tell us otherwise. They might try to tell you that you're a nobody or that you don't have any value or that you're worthless. But that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. God's word tells us that we are a somebody. We are special and that we have value. And so despite what anyone has told you, that you're no one, that you're not good enough, that you could never, how could God do a work in someone like you? The Bible tells us otherwise. And so one of these passages, God's word is abundantly clear, tells us in Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So you can't be a nobody if you're created in God's image, right? So you are a somebody. And even with that, he tells us in James 3, 9, with it we bless our Lord our fa and Father, and with it we curse people who were made in the likeness of God. So we're all made in his image. We may not all be in the relationship, father-child relationship with God, right? We might be some that are still on the outside, but they're still his creation. They're still made in his likeness. That's what James is saying here. You, even with, with that tongue that get, we try to tame, we, we bless God with one minute, and then we curse his creation the next minute. And so we are God's creation, his likeness. We are a somebody. So you can't believe that I'm an anybody or I'm an anyone if you don't know that you're a someone, that you have value. And so a lot of people might struggle with that verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, well, I'm not good enough to be in Christ. Everyone tells me I'm not. The world tells me I'm not. Well, God's word tells us we are. Amen? And he tells us in Jeremiah that we have, he has a plan and a purpose for us. In Romans 8, 28, that we have uh, all things are worked out according to his purpose. And then again in Psalm 139, that God knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows everything about you. He created you. Therefore, you are an anyone, a someone. So if you are a someone, you are an anyone, you are made in God's image, then this passage of scripture that says if anyone is in Christ is available to you, right? There's not one person that this promise isn't for. But there's a catch, right? It says if anyone, I'm an anyone, you're an anyone, we're all an anyone, is in Christ. So you have to be in Christ in order to be made brand new. And so the second point of that passage of scripture, if anyone, we've qualified who's in anyone, is in Christ. So what does that mean to be in Christ? In order to be made brand new, this new creature, this new creation, we must be in Christ. But what does it mean? So in order to be in Christ, we must have done three things, right? We talked about this um, not too long ago, but in order to be saved from our sin, we must recognize that we're a sinner, right? Why do I need a Savior if I'm not a sinner? 
I don't. I don't need saving until I realize that I am a sinner, that I am far apart from God, that I need rescue, that I need to be saved. So in order for us to be in Christ, first of all, we have to recognize that we're a sinner in need of a Savior. We're not going to start that popping again, are we? I got brand new batteries in it this week, so we're good. So we need to recognize that we're a sinner in need of a Savior, and that Savior can only be Jesus. Jesus alone is that Savior. And so uh, all of us are in need of a Savior, and and we all fall short of God's standard of righteousness, right? We try to put on our own righteousness. It's not good. It's not good enough. We have to put on his righteousness for he alone can save. And so um, Romans 3.23 tells us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Just like before we said, anyone, now this is all All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that's step one. In order to be in Christ, we must recognize that we're a sinner in need of a Savior, and we all fall short. Second thing that we have to do to be in Christ is we have to have repented of our sins. Repentance means that I have asked for forgiveness and turned from my sin. There's an act that happens during that forgiveness and that repentance that I have to turn from my sin. I can't... just continue to sin willfully and blissfully, just stay in my sin and say, but I'm saved, right? No, that repentance means we have to turn from our sin and not continue to wallow in it, but turn from it. So we look in Luke chapter 5. Is that the mic again? (laughs) It just...